Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Hilford, joined by Jules Gill. Hello, everyone. And Ben Roy Taylor. Hello there. Now, at this point, we've done three different intros. I'm slightly losing my mind. It's the beginning of week two slash three. And, you know, we've been talking about all things quarantine-based. And speaking of which, you guys have both played Resident Evil 3. We yes. have indeed, yes. So the review should the, be out on the website already, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, by the time this goes out, the uh, the video review will be live, um, so people can check that out. But I just wanted to say, we haven't, you guys, I don't think, have talked to each other that much about it, and nope. I haven't quizzed you guys on it yet. So, um, yeah, Jules, what's your what was your final review for it, and what do you guys both think? So, uh, to cut a long story short, and probably to save people from actually watching the review in general, no. <laughs> um, I, ge- I gave it um, eight stores out of ten. And while I think that it it is a really enjoyable uh, short experience. There's quite a few interesting um, tweaks that they've made that probably don't move the uh, the story or the narrative that Capcom are trying to tell forward enough mm. from Resident Evil 2. Resident Evil 2 remake is still for me the uh, like the primo. Uh, it's <laughs> up there with Resident Evil 4 as like the best Resident Evil games ever made. Because uh, Benroy, you had like I think you sent me like a little ranking. I think you had Res- the new Resident Evil Three quite far down, but that was still a, a top brass. Yeah, ranking. I I had it sort of like just outside the top five. Like this is this is still like top tier, like new Resident Evil. But I think as we get into like it doesn't it it's just it's not just an action game, but it's so fast. You go through stuff so quickly that it's not the sort of like you don't feel the the polish of two where you're yeah. going through these areas over and over again you can familiarize yourself with them and get to know, just get to know how you're going to deal with situations this is just wham bam thank you ma'am keep going keep going keep going you've not got time to do anything well, I think it's like, um, you know, with Resident Evil 2, you, you hear that sort of um, age-old expression of, like, when the environment itself becomes a character because yeah. it develops and grows. And I feel like Resident Evil 2, the original, and the remake managed to nail that with the Raccoon City Police uh, Department. I know that you're not in there for the entirety of the game, but the fact that you're in there for the majority of it means that you really do feel like you become connected to its hallways and every little minor change you notice. Whereas in Resident Evil 3, these separate scenarios and the different scenes of the action as they were mm. are really impressive you're never there long enough for them to sort of gestate with the player enough to be like oh that is a standout moment I could probably tell you of some really great moments in this game but they seem so disjointed you probably say are they are they from the same game you know it, it feels like you cut and change too many times almost do you guys do you think you can tell that they because obviously it only came out a year it's going to be a year after RE2 do you think you can tell that well, the corners no, feel like they were cut they've, they've got no excuse for that though because 
because of the fact mm. that Resident Evil 3's original PS1 remake was kicked out a year after Resident Evil 2 because, again, of a tight turnaround that they needed mm. to do. And they still managed to make that game feel uh, pretty much unique while still recycling a ton of assets. This mm. has got brand new assets and still feels like a little bit of corners were cut. It's really weird because I don't know if it's because we're so familiar with the original, but the the beginning, like the intro, which is like in your face and then straight afterwards I felt like we were hitting like areas and sort of like segments of the story so fast mm. like um, the power station part which kind of gets retooled from free to this one I felt came around so quickly uh, just from the point of finding certain aspects like the you know the we all, we all remember the bit with the child drawings on the floor mm-hmm. how that was moved around so, oh this is here but wait a minute, I don't remember being here so fast and yeah. how other characters sort of in, in like tanged in, entangled in this sort of mess uh, of Raccoon City being destroyed. And I, w- I won't mention like where other events come, but like there are points when I was, when you do eventually go to like RPD, I was like, for a moment I thought, oh, is this going to happen? Because they've made it different enough for us like sort of veterans. But then again, it also felt like, I keep harking on this, like, it was all going through so quickly. It's almost mm. like when I played the demo, they chose that section and it feels mm. so nice and slow. But that to me was the only sort of true, uh, sort of Resident Evil-y experience that we've had in recent years. And after mm. that, it was more of a tight action focused game. How um, how much can we go into spoilers for this? Are we actually like delving fully into it? Uh, we should keep it spoiler free just because it's the it'll be the launch. Well, we're, okay. it's, we're still before launch at the minute, but we could do a spoiler pod in the coming weeks. Well, all I'll say is, is that um, once the action moves away from Raccoon City um, as well underground Raccoon City, as everyone who's played the original will know, it does maintain those sort of like that tight survival horror aspect. And there's a lot of elements of I'd say more Resident Evil Four in this game than there is Resident Evil. Evil 2 or the remake mm-hmm. but the problem is is that I didn't feel like there was much fear to be had as outside of Nemesis itself uh, because that was the only unpredictable element everything else felt like I had not been there done that sort of thing because that seems like I'm dismissing it as being bad I mm-hmm. love that experience it just was more of the same and that's uh, you were used to that by I mean the amount of time that Ben Roy and I and yourself have put into Resident Evil 2's remake, we, we were speedrunning that game by the end of yeah. it almost. Mm-hmm. So if the fear goes, the more you learn the enemy mechanics. And so instantly when I noticed that it was, oh, I've seen this enemy before, I've done this, I've like, you know, I've beaten this before. Absolutely fine. I just went back into that mode of just being like, cool, I know exactly what to do now. Because did you guys find that first time through as well? Like, what were your completion times? I think Jules, yours was like three hours or something? I think mine was three, I think it's two hours, 45 that's so short. I don't understand that because mine was seven. Because I was uh, just, I, I don't know, I, I wasn't fighting. I was, uh, from the very outset of the game, they made it clear that they wanted it to be treated as an action game rather than the survival yeah. horror game because that's what Resident Evil 3 itself did by moving the franchise forward. So I was just using the roll time dodges and Carlos's like straight punch stuff every opportunity I can I wasn't shooting anything I had so much ammo by the end of that game it was ridiculous I was like I wasn't even a case of oh I'll save it for a rainy day I literally was just like oh I've just I've apparently skipped all the bits that needed to be shot at I was 
So oh, sorry, Ben, we're going. I was kind of like uh, killing as much as I could and looking at all the little nook and crannies. I was like, oh, there's this gate. Like, there are certain gates and things you can open or find a way to get to. And I was like, I was going back to areas a few times. That that first area, like from the demo that people have played, I spent quite a lot of time in there just going around before. I oh, see, I didn't because I didn't know if, um, if we were coming back to it. I thought that that was going to be the main center stage thing for yeah. the entire game. So when mm. I was just constantly like, oh, um, okay, I'll just nip off and finish this quest and then come back and do this i expected things to stay there it didn't and i was like oh i've missed out on tons of stuff you do kind of get uh, certain aspects locked off very sort of like out of no it's kind of out of nowhere because nemesis is around every corner yeah and then when you get to a new section after two three times of him bouncing out i was then making sure i was going through every little bit and doing every section just to make sure I don't have to do this again, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Did you guys get, um, I don't know, well, not necessarily sick of, but what did you think of the, the Nemesis, like the way Nemesis works? Like, has he got a specific set of animations that well, once you figure out, he's less frightening or whatever? This is the thing. I It's a double-edged sword, this one, because I genuinely think that uh, Nemesis blows Mr. X out of the water. Like, the amount of stuff that he can do and the amount of ways in which he can attack and kill you is, like, phenomenal. I genuinely mm-hmm. was, like, still seeing new animations, um, like, towards my first run through before he changes and it's not a spoiler to say he changes we all know that there's different forms mm-hmm. yeah. but unfortunately with that uh, comes a complete change in the gameplay's tone um, he's able to in his first form drop from the sky scream at you so that you uh, like uh, become debilitated and can't move or you mm-hmm. become susceptible to attacks he can infect other enemies to become nemesis style tongue like creatures on their head I he hate can... them by the way they're, they're, they're... so <laughs> bloody yeah. annoying like there's never a time where I felt even going back and recording some footage last night there was no time when I felt comfortable fighting them no. like there's the standard sort of like there's the yellow bit on the Resident Evil enemy that you shoot to make the weak. Nah, it doesn't happen with a pistol. They just close off until they yeah. get so close and then they just suck you. And all the, I just feel is like, nah, I'm just going to shoot them with a shotgun. The, and when they're doing the tongue whip thing, yeah. um, you're just like, okay, cool. I'm going to wait for it to screech because it's like the liquor. You know when to dodge because the liquor will like screech at you. But mm. in this one, it, the tongue comes out and you go, oh, it's attacked me. Damn, I didn't even know that it was attacking me. Because you're meant to like dodge underneath it, obviously as well like yeah, I thought I could tr- cheap this game because I was I went behind a counter I was like oh it's not going to get me from behind this counter it, the game wouldn't have worked for that yeah. nah, it just reached through and got me and hit me I was like ah damn it <laughs> but with like but going back to Nemesis like he can like absolutely twat you like he's got yes. Mr. X's strength he's got um uh the flamethrower obviously we see in the trailers I won't say anything else because I'm pretty sure the rest would be spoiler stuff but there are moves that he does that you don't see in the demo section that are equally devastating hmm. and when I was playing against that I was felt alive I felt that this is the exact thing this is the best foot forward this game is running on full cylinders and yet as soon as he evolves and changes into something else it removes the ability for him to randomly pop up it only happens at scheduled events for boss battles and such and from that moment I was like that's a real shame. I was going to say, did you did you guys feel like they... Because I remember playing... Resident Evil 3 was my very first Resident Evil, the ones that I, I played the most of as a kid and stuff. Mm. Um, and I remember those bits. I know they took these out, but I remember those scenes in the PS1 one when the heartbeat thing would come on and it was like, oh, you need to pick a, a route that you want to jump. Like, oh, you're getting hemmed in by Nemesis. Yeah. You need to pick yeah. one way or another. And I know they sort of divide people, but I always used to like that. Now, I've not been gone back to it since 1998 or whatever the hell it was. But um, <laughs> do you find... There's not, that stuff got taken out of the new one, but so- how do they get around how do they replicate that feel? It's, oh. 
just as no choice and when nemesis comes it's almost like locks off the world into sort of like a, a sequence imagine if you're running away from the boulder in crash bandicoot it's kind of like that where you're just like oh just need to go just need to mm. shoot the electric thing to stun him or there's the red barrel boom to get through sort of things like you need nothing in your arsenal ever really i feel like has a w anything to contend with him and like no. jules was saying after that first form i you just kind of fall into the sort of like wait so now i know that nemi's not just gonna pop up anywhere and go stars he's gonna be in certain sections you can always tell when you move to areas and i'd say later on that um they were shown briefly in the trailer the hunter i always mm -hmm. found that more of a pain then more of a pain than nemesis itself because after a while nemesis again as we've said isn't just locked isn't just randomly coming out and boom gonna chase you around which seems which drags these sequences out for so long like i tested mm. it in that beginning area with the donut shop he'll just follow you until you get out of there until you move mm -hmm. on and progress the story which is a pain do you but, find that it's like it's, yeah i it's think the hunters sort of... i don't know about you jules but the hunters you, you seem to be okay with this but they caused me so much hassle later on in the game see the hunters were all right because of the fact that um every time that they would uh, lunge and attack they would they would do the screeching thing so i'd immediately just be doing the perfect dodge roll and rolling underneath him but i the thing is i just didn't waste ammo i didn't shoot them i didn't kill half of the things that i encountered apart from zombies and i was only stunning them because i was just like i've got places to be and i was always <laughs> i was always worried that i was going to run out of ammo so i just was constantly just like no i'm not going to even bother firing at that but how did you get into that mindset though were you not like i want to just see what, what things it's look just, like being shot so i mean the thing is is that it prepares you uh because of the fact that playing resident evil 2 just makes you appreciate not wasting ammo to shoot enemies it told mm. you at the beginning of that game that survive that ammo was going to be scarce and survivability was your top priority whereas this one there is a lot of ammo there's a lot of guns around i found that the right. normal difficulty was actually quite easy like in terms of what they gave you but i tell you what i absolutely love and i kind of wish retroactively they would add in as a mode for the re2 remake and that is removing the um support items you don't get like the knife or the flashbang or the grenade that you can shove down a monster's throat if it grabs you you don't get any of that jail, get out of jail free cards you now if you get grabbed that's your problem and you need to oh. use the dodge and the punches and the uh like the range to actually deal with them before they get close there is a scene later on in the game i won't say where and what happens but you are surrounded by enemies and that can become an absolute mess to try and deal with but in a gloriously chaotic way okay i was gonna say that they those uh items like you know you finally get the infinite knife or the infinite knife yeah. or whatever in two if you sort of uh, do all those challenges but um yeah then it, in, when i play the demo there's a bit where uh, a zombie comes out of out of like behind you it's like out of frame and it grabs you and that felt quite cheap because there was no way to get it off me are you um, talking about the one are you talking about the one in resident evil 2 remake where you drop down to try and do all of the chess piece puzzle things because there's, there's no no it's it's i mean i mean i mean in the demo for oh, three I, like, I did but... i did check that section scott and there mm -hmm. is like a little little bit of a nook where he is and i you pop in the air <laughs> and then he gets up and goes but um, okay. <laughs> there is every zombie that sort of like I knew from the demo I tried popping them and then they were getting up there was mm. there was one section in the game where because every zombie I was poking with my knife I was like come on then come on then now we've got the knife back I'm like come on just poking yeah. everyone so I was I wasn't doing a jewels where I'm sort of like action hero dodging through and everything <laughs> I'm slowly morphologically poking every dead human in Raccoon City and like one of them one of them yeah one of them literally got up and just slapped me about and that was not fun 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This podcast is brought to you by Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it just makes hiring all in one place so easy because you just get unparalleled access to job seekers. Plus, listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash WCG. Just go to Indeed.com slash WCG right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash WCG. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. My favorite, my favorite bit, and I think that it'll work quite well using the laptops for this thing. Even though you guys can't see it, it's just kind of like, they just go... Oh, bang. Oh. <laughs> In and out of frame within yeah. a few seconds. Um, you should talk about the uh, the boss battles because I hear that they've changed some stuff. And like Jules, you told me about, uh, without going into specific spoilers, there was something targeting you with a laser and that was more of a mechanic and you had to sort yeah. of dodge different things. I think that um, the way that they approach uh, boss or singular boss encounters in this game is absolutely commendable. Like it's far better in my opinion than how they did it with Resident Evil 2's remake. And I know I'm comparing it to that a lot but it's because it's the same mm. engine because it was a quick turnaround we have to sort of address that yeah of um, course yeah. like Birkin was a great boss uh, G and Mr. X was fantastic as well but I found that that especially the second encounter with him when you have to use the crane to knock him off I hated that boss <laughs> battle because there was no way to dodge there was no way to make that small um, environment yeah. feel like it was a fair fight I think it's the worst part in that game I, they yeah. haven't brought anything like that back have they? well no they have in a way in the sense that there are some confined spaces that you'll fight enemies but you now have abilities to get out of them like if mm-hmm. a zombie or a hunter or something else is coming to try and grab you and you are in a corridor that you can't get past you wait for them to grab you roll straight underneath them and away you go okay. the dodge if you time it right you can pretty much get away from every nemesis mm-hmm. attack that i have sort of seen uh, i did fumble it last a few bits last night while recording just to see what it would be like but there's two fights in that game where i pretty much dodged him all the time but i wasn't working out how to do it kill him like the i always sent jules that i was doing the wrong thing for ages but luckily I managed because I was dodging him so much I was like, it took me about say 20 minutes to work out this fight and I felt so dumb afterwards 
Oh, mate, there was the, the second encounter with him, again, not going into the spoilers, was just like, I had brought the wrong gun to the wrong gun yeah. fight, and it took me a bloody while to get through to him. And I was like, the game even has a point where it turns around and goes, yeah, you probably should have used this gun. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doy, no doy. I love them telling you like after the fact, it's like, a, like in Doom, it's like, hey, do you want some Sentinel armor? You're not doing very well. Do you want, do you want this instead? It's like, cheers, game, for owning oh, me even right. after I died. One thing, this is it, right, this thing. I know I sound like I've harshed on this game. I have really enjoyed my time I'll with just it. Say, and we'll I, we'll totally, pivot into some positives in a uh, bit. But, but there's yeah. one, one more complaint that I want to make, and that was something that actually happened in the previous game, and that is when I die enough times, don't give me the option for the assisted mode. Like, because in a yes. hurry, when I'm going to press retry, it might sometimes... I had to restart a, a previous save that was 30 minutes past because I mm. accidentally clicked on assisted mode because it, it, it popped up I was like go away if I yeah. want to turn it on I'll turn it on at the beginning or do it as I'm dying you know what I mean like I, just like I said like that's the thing that's in uh, Doom that's in something else that I was playing as well uh, the Super um, Mario World when it just was like gave you the the super invincibility leaf and it was just kind of like just, here's, here's a token of how crap you are yeah just sort of like you know helping hand you on the floor or you're sort of like dying on the floor like yeah. Yamcha it's like we'll get you back up yeah I don't like that stuff it just it feels like more of an insult um, do you think that the, the power dynamics in this game are more balanced like you feel more capable as Jill like because against Mr. X it was like okay as soon as he enters the room you can only run but if you have like you said the punches Carlos you have the dodge mm -hmm. does it feel like you're more capable like she seems like a bit of a tank with, and that's really cool with this yeah. is literally that dodge can get you out of most like situations like if Mr. X got you to a corner in the game you had to take three or four uppercuts from him before you could sort of get away <laughs> yeah. with this one is uh, dodge go it's it works oh. so much better than the PS1 original where that was I don't know it might, might work or in um, one of the Resident Evil Revelations games where the dodge is on like map to 400 buttons and you've got to stand on one foot to make it work it was crap then <laughs> this is the best they've ever done dodge in Resident Evil and I'd like to see this dodge in pretty much every other game Mm. I really like the, um, the the dodging mechanic because of the fact that it does empower you. It doesn't remove the threat because there are still enemies there. You're not actually technically defeating them with like an instant hit kill or anything like that. And it's not like the Resident Evil 2 remake where you've got to use a grenade down someone's throat to instantly kill them with that. Mm. It makes it... Risk and reward is definitely paramount in this game and if you are like properly like storming ahead and just going right I'm not going to stop for this thing if you dodge underneath it there's a good chance that you won't have to face that enemy again you've saved yourself a ton of bullets it's it's really good I've really enjoyed it it feels that. like they, they have made something that like obviously yeah there's the one year turnaround and like you know we can parallel that to the way that the original Resident Evil 3 came out mm. but it kind of feels like they've made something that works if you're coming into this be, having been an expert at RE2 like that short turnaround kind of preps you in a way it's like okay I can go yeah. straight from this like I, I mean I still remember RE2 super fresh like I mean it is only a year ago mm -hmm. so in this case I mean I don't know parts of this just feel like a, an extension of the, that main I, feel I do think that this game has been made with speedrunners in mind um, mm. uh, because I know that obviously these changes were based on the original but the fact that this game has uh, you know like your your achievements and your trophies for completing the game and under a certain time limit and mm. you get your S rankings if it's under two hours and stuff like that which is just bananas but <laughs> I feel like that explains why some of the action uh, and scenes were cut in the way that they were I feel mm. like they built this game wanting to do a really good homage to the original but delivered something that couldn't be too full because otherwise mm. it would detract from the um, speedrunning experience that they've uh, that they've cu uh, cultivated from RE2's remake and mm. I do feel that they are constantly trying to push people towards Resident Evil Resistance which for me 
isn't my thing. I like online games, but I don't think that it should be the main star of the show. Why we are buying this game is for Resident Evil 3's remake, and I do feel like Capcom have tried to really just go, oh, there's not much post-game content, so just go to Resident Evil Resistance instead. That's where you should be going. Yeah, because you, you said there's no extra modes, there's no mercenaries, there's nothing like that. gutted about that. Genuinely, like, mercenaries mode was the first experience, because I actually, like, hand on heart, never actually completed Resident Evil 2 when I was a kid, and until I came back to it as an adult and realized how that you could get the fourth survivor. So Mercenaries mode was my first sort of post-game content in a Resident Evil game that I'd mm. ever actually experienced. And I loved it. I used to spend hours and I unlocked the infinite rocket launcher, which, te- <laughs> let me tell you something, takes some grinding to do. So. Nice. We should, uh, we should pivot into some positives because like overall you gave it four stars. Like it, it is like a worthwhile product, but mm. what are the, yeah, what are you guys positives? So this is how action Resident Evil should be. This is, a, yeah. this is how Resident Evil 6 should have happened. Like when they went from five to six, like this, this just shows that you can have like thoughtful paced sort of like horror sections that burst mm. into action that quickly go back into a sort of like another brief sort of puzzle section solve into more exploration and then bam there's more action it just it doesn't feel forced it works so well i think the the fact that nemesis is chasing you through sections so you don't have time to mess about mm-hmm. it's just i can't emphasize enough like that even with zombies in the way and getting through things you can kind of like slide by people dodge take the head off it just feels so kinetic and feels like you would mm. actually be watching a proper zombie film and mm. it doesn't feel janky as hell yep totally agree i think that the action is on point there's never a dull moment even in the rest periods you're literally only minutes away from some action kicking off again and if you were to distill every single moment from this game and i write it down in a list of stuff that happened every single one of them is great it's just mm. when you put it together maybe it's a, just a little bit too fr- uh, frantic to be uh, to have the emotional resonance that you would want to have and there mm. are some changes that i can tell have just been done because they're like okay it would take too long to explain this let's just go from this to this and you can shrug and say that's fine but some of them are a bit like ooh okay I mean, as we were discussing yesterday, Scott, I'm going to do a piece Mm -hmm. uh, on uh, the one change to Resident Evil 3's remake that breaks its entire continuity. (laughs) So look forward to that. Yeah, the stuff like that. I mean, actually, Ben, are you going to weigh in? I was going to say, I look forward to the spoiler pod because there's a few changes. One one sort of in particular that I'm kind of like, come on, man. Why do you, yeah. why, why do you do that? Why do you why do you change this thing which I'm not going to specify at all just so I don't spoil it because I I was I was upset but you know what the game made up to me in the end. Yeah. I am curious about how much um, they are treating these new remakes as the new canon if they're changing stuff around. Like, I don't think they've really got out there and said like this is the new. Yeah, I you think know. I think they have. Like that's the reason why there's not okay. four endings or stuff like that. I think they yeah. just mm. they said earlier on that there's going to be one specific ending. We're just going to make this nice and tight. Same with like uh, even though there are multiple endings in RE2, they all sort of coincide to become one ending. Yeah, and I think going forward they want just the one anything so now they can put it nip it in the bud and we go this is it and this is how it goes do you think going forward they like do they do Code Veronica next do they do four or is this the end Um, without going into spoilers I reckon that there's clear evidence for one of those but we will will, that's a a really good tease I also just want a new Resident Evil like I I actually after playing that I not in the bad way I just want eight before I get another remake I think now right 
Do you think with three as well, they've proven that they can do the third person stuff? Like for me, I I love the way two plays so much that I was like, yep, seven was cool, but honestly, this is this feels like Resident Evil. If they keep the exact same bones that they've got and have been fleshed out with Resident Evil three, I honestly don't think that they will need to change this engine very much mm. at all in the future. Like I know that there are some people that might say that the enemy design might sort of get a bit stagnant but trust me when it plays this well you Mm -hmm. can't criticize it if your criticism is it feels like it's the same game Mm -hmm. that formula has now moved to a point where i'd say that it's as close to perfect as resident evil is going to get without Mm -hmm. going into first person perspective true i think i'm curious what like i'm curious what people make of it i think the runtime stuff is curious like because it's just there if there is a way to sort of like clock it in about three-ish hours and even if you take your time like benroy did that's still less than uh like eight or ten like i'm curious whether the general consensus becomes oh god you can tell it's it was made in a a, a, turn around in a year i think that if um if they had just released um leon's campaign for resident evil 2 and done it at that people would probably have the same issues because it still mm-hmm. would just be one story with this but the fact that they had four albeit only slightly tweaked uh, variations mm-hmm. they that made it feel like it was um, like enough content and mm-hmm. then they had the um, fourth survivor which itself was expanded upon it's mm-hmm. a little bit disappointing to see that not much has been made with this but I hope the DLC hmm. will expand it further down the line this game yeah. is going to really favour people like me and Jules who went for the, like, the platinum trophies last time and went back and set yourself them sort of tasks like can I get through this game in under sort of like three four hours two hours can I get mm. through it only using like I don't know we we haven't had the list yet so I'm not spoiling this but do we I don't know mm. there's gonna be one for not using the item box like there wasn't two and things like that yeah that really mm. added another layer of it to me mm-hmm. but yeah if you're just gonna play this one done uh it's not a full 60 when it on release so I guess that's something but yeah it's it, if someone like Jules three hours I don't know how you did it in three hours like I'm still sitting here wondering how you did that in three hours but yeah well remember I found a gun that you didn't find yeah also <laughs> that I when I finished it I and that I, gun was a big one I messaged both of you like I didn't, I didn't find this and I know that that gun is in every pretty much every Resident Evil game but I was like where, okay. where is it where is it and I found the bits I found bits for it to make it better but no yeah. I didn't find the gun and see, see, I mean, I like, I like that they. I, I quite like a game that knows that it's encouraging replayability. I think Doom Eternal does that better than so many titles. But I like the idea that even if they do have quite a short, tight runtime, at least they give you things that encourage you to go back through it, learn those layouts, and comb every single part of it. That that could be a, a more intentional sort of overall positive. That like, okay, we know that it's short because we've actually encouraged you to go through it three or four more times because they don't have the multiple scenario thing like two did. Yeah. Um, but you know, there is a worthwhile stuff. And I, um, I just want to yeah. say I can't emphasize enough how. I, even though they've sort of singlified, singlified, even if that's a word, probably not. They've they've sort of <laughs> brought this whole story into one coherent sort of piece from mm-hmm. start to finish. I didn't not enjoy a single part of it, apart from one point, which I was sad that wasn't there. Mm-hmm. But all in all, from beginning to end, especially like the intro, which we won't go into, phenomenal. I was on the edge of my seat all the way through, and <laughs> I love this experience. But when we say when I say sort of like it's sixth or seventh in the ranking of Resident Evil games you've got to look everything above that one remake two remake two four Mm -hmm. seven they're all phenomenal and this sits up there with them but it's just say a slight notch below there is a a ton of like tough competition Mm. for it yeah 
I'm just glad that um, a newer generation gets to experience like mm. something that was very, very instrumental to a lot of our childhoods because yes, it is different. It doesn't mean that it's worse or in any way like a bad uh, reference of it. I feel like it's running on the best engine that it possibly could. It's got the best uh, interpretation of Nemesis. Uh, enemy layout still fantastic. The score is sparse, but incredible when it is used. And the action set pieces are far and away some of the best Resident Evil has ever had beautiful we'll do we'll keep doing more podcasts on it we've clearly got more spoilers to talk about uh, mm-hmm. and obviously in the coming weeks everyone else will get their hands on it um, so we'll keep checking back in but for now this has been the What Culture Gaming Podcast I've been your host Scott Hilford joined by Jules Gill thank you so much for having me and Ben Roy stars I'll catch you <laughs> next time bye bye Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.